self-discovery started about one year ago as an adult when I unsubconsciously submerged myself with things that kept me from a God and be myself crazy enough it took multiple losses to realize this about myself and that final loss was ending my engagement and looking for sources to fill the void of the pain that I was truly feeling What's up, world? This is the one and only Amani with the E at the end. My conversation is Cajun and I'll be talking spicy. Welcome to this week's episode of Underrated, where we are talking God, love, sex, and drugs. So that's a very unique title. And I actually found this um, this title listening to Kay Michelle. She wrote the song. It kind of has like a rock and roll type feel to it. And it's really it's really a dope song. She starts the song out saying, got the coffee table, got the paper, got the scriptures, got the liquor, got the swishes, about to get turned up. Got the Bible, turn the pages, hit the switches, get the digits, call the homies, tell them all to pull up. Backbone to the pavement and I pray beyond the spaceships. Two feet on the ground, fucking up, screaming, oh my God, now. So throughout the song, she she admits to being an imperfect person. She acknowledges that by saying, we admit that we got issues. Whatever your drug of choice, you pay the price. So don't you knock me down or knock it till you try it. Then she says, God forgive us, we are sinners. Guns and roses, middle fingers up. Basically saying she don't give a fuck. But Lord, she's trying to get a second try. Uh, I, um, I find this song to be interesting because perception changes over time. And I... I I'm a firm believer that it has everything to do with what you're dealing with in that moment. So how I perceived this song when I first heard it versus how I perceive it now is totally different. I look at love, sex, and drugs as like an avoidance mechanism. Anything that brings any form of addiction is considered to be a drug. And Drugs, to my knowledge and from my research, have been discovered to cause vicious cycles of trial and error. You create demons. In this time, um, we indulge to keep ourselves from facing ourselves, but it doesn't stop us from feeling. It just suppresses that feeling for the moment. And I think about this in an instance of um, maybe a cousin or relative who has... A, a drug problem 
a drug addiction problem, right? So this person has an issue with drugs and he stops by no means to get what he wants. If that means he has to hurt himself, he has to hurt his family, whatever the case, his addiction is stronger than any other relationship that he might have. But then you think about somebody who may be addicted to drugs or whatever their addiction might be, they're obviously indulging in that for some reason. Something is keeping them in that place where they feel like they have to do this. And what's the alternative if they take it away? What happens when all those things get swept away and all you're left with is yourself? You find God. And that's what happened to me. I was in a place where I was trying to figure things out. I'm talking to God. I'm asking him questions. And I felt like, you know, he wasn't hearing me. And I'm looking for answers. But then I had to come to the realization when it was all said and done that my eyes weren't even open. My eyes weren't open. While I was asking for answers, I wasn't even listening. So people get confused about if God is paying attention to him or them. Like God is always ever present and he's always paying attention. It's up to you whether you're listening or not. But I've come to discover that through God, you find purpose and you're no longer for looking for that validation within other sources because those sources at some point no longer fulfill you. So you have to look a little bit deeper and figure it out. Those things, when they no longer validate you and as a person, whenever you choose to make to, to indulge in those things, it only adds to your happiness of being single and in purpose. It only adds to you. So it's not taken away from you if you don't do it. And it's and it only adds to you in a sense that this is what you want to do. It's not because you have to do it. An actual definition of, of God and defining a relationship is our oneness of God and the relationship that is contained in the Bible and through personal experience. So that means that nobody can tell you who God is to you. Nobody can tell you that because your experiences are always going to be personal. And God is going to speak to you in ways that only you can understand. Because he knows our patterns and he knows the choices that we're going to make before we even make them. And we all have choices and he's not going to tell you not to do something. Think about how things flow in life, right? When things are flowing really good and they're flowing in your favor and they're flowing in your way, that's God's favor. But when things are working against you, nine times out of ten, those things are not for you. We do have choices. And when we struggle in our faith, by not trusting God to heal us from whatever it is that we're internally battling, we look for those ways to cope. And that's, that's, that's what happens. Love is, what I know of love now is to be completely different of what I knew of love to be a year ago. It's, it's constantly evolving and what I know of it now is because I took the time out. I'm taking the time out currently to 
intentionally love myself. I asked myself a question just yesterday. Why is it that I can love people unconditionally, but I love myself with conditions? That doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense. How can you love another person more than you love yourself? Why am I limiting the love I have for myself? Why am I only loving myself conditionally? Love outside of myself. Um, I had one real love that we had plans on getting married. So like it was that real to the point that I had wanted to be his wife. And all the others are love that, you know, for what I knew them to be at the time. That doesn't mean that it was an accurate portrayal of love. And now that I look at it being more wise, I feel like that love was really just lust because love gives to you, love clarifies, and it always thinks of others. Love sets you free and it liberates you. It builds you up. Love seeks total communication, is never gonna leave you lost and confused. Love allows you to be open to life. It sees you as a person. And then outside of that, your sexual desires are infused with God's love. Meanwhile, lust manipulates others for the purpose of meeting one, one's own selfish needs. Are the intentions clear? Does it grasp you? Nine times out of 10, I know at least for me, most of my lustful experiences were non-emotional experiences. And I would actually avoid it. Like, I'm not trying to catch feelings. It breaks you down. It enslaves you. It's selfish. And it clouds your relationships. It causes you to be closed off to life. And you only see parts of a person. Because when you're in lust, you can see all the red flags in the world, but you're going to ignore them. And I know we've all been there. Because you like how this thing makes you feel. You, you maybe like where it's going. But ultimately, you end up being confused. So it's important to be careful who you project your clouds on. And sometimes we don't even know that we're carrying that shit. Sometimes we don't even recognize the baggage that we're carrying. And we don't know that we're carrying it because instead of tending to our own egos and feeding it with knowledge, we feed our egos with our own desires while our desires validate our egos. And truthfully, you cannot meet someone past where they have met themselves. So lust causes you to have misplaced confidence about where the situation might be going. Whereas with love, things may get rocky. You might have some ups, some downs, some highs, some lows. Love is a God-focused confidence. So even though things might be a little bit off at the moment, the path is always guided. And it's guided because you guys have God in the middle of it. Love is a process though. It doesn't happen overnight and you really can't expect it to. 
all my 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 talks of love. I personally feel like I move too fast with love. I move too fast with love. If I gave people a chance to just show me who they were, then I I would have saved myself a lot of heartache. A lot of heartache and a lot of confusion because they had shown me who they were, so I wouldn't expect anything different of them. Now I'm okay with taking my time and I'm okay with being patient because I'm okay with being by myself right now. And it took me a long time to get to that place because I felt like I needed somebody. I felt like I needed to build with somebody and that's not true. And it requires loads of patience. Patience is something of which I don't have that I'm working on. God is working on me. It requires patience. And a lot of times God is more patient with us than we are patient with ourselves. So you got to learn to be patient with yourself before you can learn to be patient with anybody else. Anybody that has been intimate with somebody knows that sex is more than just physical. Sex is not just an act of physical intertwine. But with sex, especially in men, sex isolates them. It, it isolates two minds. It means keeping your heart and your, your head separate. Like... You hear people say all the time, people could be Jay-Z when he says, let me with your mind, girl, and not your heart. Like, that's a real thing. And, you know, it, in my in my opinion, like, I don't like to love that way. I can do it, but I don't like to. But oftentimes, that's what sex causes us to do because we not trying to catch feelings. So we just going to do this with our, with our minds. Our heart is not in it. Sex creates soul ties. And the invisible threads have the strongest tie. Little do we know, sex is spiritual in a sense of, have you ever slept with someone and after you slept with them, your energy was different. Your energy was different, your aura was different, and you your overall being just felt different that's because whatever that person was dealing with whatever that person was carrying you now are carrying that as well it's also spiritual in a sense that god created sex to be beautiful god created sex to to be a sensual bond it's a sensual bond that ultimately has the fulfilling act to bond two souls together but confusion of the heart comes when there is connection without commitment i run it back again for whoever that just went over your head for sex for me became a form of physical dependence that was my drug if you guys were wondering I was like, it wasn't like, you know, I had to have sex every day, but it was, it, it did get to a point where my heart and my mind were separate. And, you know, doing it without feeling like that's not really a good feeling when that's not, 
genuinely who you are, genuinely what you want. And I used to always think about the song Bad by Wale and Tierra Thomas. You know, when she talk about, is it bad that I never made love? But she sure knows how to. And she'll be bad. She's not good for you. Like, that was whole time me in a way. Like, I could see myself in that song. Like, real talk when Wale says, you know, she hurt feelings, she break hearts, she stay quiet, she play smart, take pride in going out, getting holiday and saying nah. She's no saint, but she don't pose. She don't wear makeup by the bolo, riding through Lake Shore with her nose up. She don't really date much because it slows her up. <laughs> that was really me. That was me, literally. Um. So yeah, when I discovered that, like not as a teenager, or coming into adulthood, but actually in adulthood and being that person that I didn't want to be anymore, that's when I knew it was time for me to make some changes. That's when I knew it was time for me to make some changes. And you cannot judge me because my struggle isn't your struggle and your struggle isn't my struggle. So you can't judge me based off my struggle. Now back to drugs as an addiction when I researched it, I discovered that drugs has the characteristics of chronic relapsing disorder. Put that in the content of sex. I would think about that as that comeback, that addictive sex that you can't let go of. Compulsive drug seeking despite harmful consequences. Let's take sex out of the picture. You think about sex, you think about toxic people, damaging habits, sex, damaging habits that you cause upon yourself. You got to do some soul searching and figure out what type of toxicity you have within your body because we all have some. So be careful who you make an ashtray of your habits to. <laughs> Be careful who you dump your shit on. Because if you are if you confront the situation in a real way, a lot of things could be avoided if you just be real about where you are. And you confront those damaging habits that you have within yourself so you don't inflict that on another person. Drugs can also... Um, form long-term mental illness effects. And one of those being a co-occurrence disorder that can manifest where a, a user becomes addicted to the substance that makes them feel better about their problems. So if you think about mm, diced pineapples, they say, call me crazy, shit, at least you calling. Feels better when you let it out, don't it, girl? I know it's easy to get caught up in the moment when you say it cause you mad and you take it all back. Then we fuck all night till things get right. At the end of the day, God loves sex and drugs. It's ultimately about trust, control, vulnerability, ego, confidence, and transparency. The beauty in this process is that for every trial and tribulation, it has shaped me by force 
by force into who I am today. I'm still learning, but I'm evolving daily. I'm learning how to trust God's process because it's God's plan. I'm learning how to trust myself in the process. And then I'm learning how to trust the process of it all. It's a struggle when you're so used to being in control, but what happens when you come to the realization that you were never in control all along? The ultimate struggle is surrender, but it's necessary when you're tired of going through the same cycles. It's necessary when you wanna grow to higher heights. You wanna master new levels and you wanna achieve the achievable. Let go of your ideas of people. Stop adding definition and connection to an unequal commitment. Stop creating stories of people and who you want them to be. See them for who they truly are because they're gonna show you if you just take the time to listen. Make sure you're aware of yourself. You're good, you're bad, you're ugly. Some questions to consider when you find yourself in compromising situations. What or when do you find that you compromise your truth the most? We'll conclude this week's episode with the ending quote, God made me. He has prepared his good work in advance for me. By his obedience, I will walk one step at a time. Be sure to follow us on IG, Twitter, and Facebook at Underrated Pod. Give me some feedback. Let me know that y'all feeling the vibes. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Let me know what y'all think. You can follow my personal Instagram at underscore GVC Arts. Let's have us a good week. Let's continue. Let's continue to rock this thing.